Season 7, Episode 3 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav, joining me this week, Bex from Portsmouth. Hello. And Mark from California. Hello. Right, um, former British Prime Minister Harold Wilson once said a week is a long time in politics. Um, what a difference a week makes in football. Um, never mind the fact that we won 5-2, which we will talk about. We will do that justice. We will talk about that. But but the events of the last few days, um, I'm I'm just overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I am seven years. It's been a long time. Seven years I've been waiting for this. Yeah, you have. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know. <laughs> You've been poised, haven't you? You've been poised in more ways than one. <laughs> Jav is the only one prepared for this signing to actually happen. The rest of us exactly. are all a bit cynical. He's, he's got a special box of Kleenex already put aside for the last four years. He's not the only one, I think. <laughs> There's that? a lot of Spurs fans that have been at the, in that state. Do you know yeah. what? The, the, the thing is, right, over that, over that oh, we say seven years, best part of seven years, right? Seven years ago, he left. I was heartbroken, like many other Spurs fans. Some fans probably were like, well, you know, fuck you. You, you don't want to play for us, that sort of thing. I was generally, at the time, I was of the belief that he would stay. I really thought he'd get one more season out of him. Anyway, heartbroken. And if not the first 12 months, but maybe over time, certainly the last few seasons, I kept hoping that he'd come back. And yeah, it was a combination of blind hope at times, wishful thinking and dreaming, dreaming the dream. And other times, sort of thinking, you know, it's, it's possible, you know, because it's not. If we pay him half, and then if he takes a pay cut, and if the moon comes it's out, and maybe. and you know, all of those, yeah, and and it's happened. Gareth Bale has come back to Spurs I, when, you, when you wouldn't expect it. When you wouldn't expect it. I mean, seriously, we just lost a bunch of money. Who would expect Levy to push the boat out like he has done this summer? Really, especially with COVID and the loss of earnings, it's a massive statement of intent, don't you think? Yeah. Hail Mary, Mourinho and Bale is a Hail Mary from Levy. I think. I think if that doesn't for whom? work out is that, for him, yeah, for but Levy. is that for, for Levy or is it for Mourinho? Is it to keep Mourinho's job? Well, I think it's a bit of both, but for both, I think there's a lot riding on this. There really is for a lot of people. What if Bale just... doesn't perform to the standards that we expect? I think I think I think we'd be crazy to expect that final season, you know, that kind of standard. But I think if we can get, you know, if we can get thirty to forty games out of him a season, and and that's it's good enough for me. <laughs> I think if we get anything above twenty games out of him, we'll be really lucky. He's in a different mind state now. He's in a different place. I know I might sound, you know, overly optimistic, but I do believe he's well and truly capable of playing regularly. And it's up to us as to how we manage his fitness, I think, too. I think that he's, if you look at it, he's 31, which is not, it's fine in modern football. When we signed Klinsman, he was 30. 31 in this day day and age of um, professionals, of footballers, you know, they're really looking after their bodies. Bale isn't somebody who's who's got a weight problem. He's not doesn't carry much body fat. He looks after himself both on and off and the pitch. And he's come from another top club where they look after their Ab- players. It's absolutely. Not like he's come yeah. Up from the yeah. Yeah. I get it all. I see the logic. My concern is that do we look at him with rose tinted glasses and go, oh, but it's Bale. 
Oh, of course, of course, really absolutely, of Am course I we. But but that's that's part I'm of the. That's part I'm of the. Devil's advocate. I am just a little bit like yeah, but what if? And some of it is I'm not in. I don't. I don't know. We'll have to yeah, wait till, no, till we see him on the pitch. So I th- I think part of the. So if we signed, I don't know, a really good player who happened to be 31 but had no association with our club, it would be would be really, you know, would be overjoyed. But it's the fact that he's got that association that makes it a little bit more special. There's that romantic element. And yeah, of course we're going to look at it, rose-tinted glasses. And like Mark said, I don't think we're going to get the that final season of Bale that we got in under AVB 2012-13. And that was just, you know, that was like Royal Rover stuff. That was like, a few seasons ago when Kane was just f- f- scoring left, right and centre and still can by the way still we, we know Kane's got that in his, in his locker but we won't get that but I think what, what we'll get from him is um, a number of games where he can perform where he can come in the team alongside Kane and Son maybe instead of if one of those players needs to be rested or injured or is injured or whatever or is suspended or sons chop somebody's legs off or whatever it might be um, and he comes in and we've got that option we've got that strength and depth and we use them sparingly a so, new talisman yeah he, yeah he checks he checks so many boxes for us he's perfect for the style of play we want to play he's he's one of the best free kick takers in the world we haven't had a free kick threat for years now which can turn games for us too mm-hmm. right and then he's also a player that can can turn a game by himself or he can, you know, bother defenders enough to make space for other people. And we've got, what you've got to remember, too, is he is coming to a much, much better team than he left as that well. So hopefully hopefully that compensates a little bit for, for you know, what he might be missing with his, his age or his fitness. He's right? also a different player to the one that, that, that left us. Yes, yeah. he doesn't have the pace, maybe... I don't think he's not got the pace. I just don't think he's got it to that level that he had it then. That's the thing. I think he said as much. He won't be sprinting all all the time. He'll probably be using his energy a bit more sparingly. But he's 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 won four four Champions Leagues, scored a couple in a final against Liverpool. Um, I think one maybe a La Liga or two. They said six. They keep saying on Sky that he won sixteen trophies. I question that. I'm sure some of those sixteen trophies are minor Spanish trophies. That it doesn't matter. You take them, wouldn't you? If you were a player, it doesn't matter how minor or major they are. You would absolutely take yeah. them to put on your CV of things what I have done that I am good at. He's got all of that. He's got all of that. He's got the life experience of. He's Go got on. the out. He hasn't got an Audi Cup though. <laughs> oh, you'll have to wait till next year. Devastated. He must be devastated. <laughs> I bet he's really looking forward to this fan here, isn't he? I bet, yeah, I bet he can't <laughs> wait for everybody in the dressing room. You know, keep reminding him of that fact. He, he's, he's got all of that. He's got not the Audi Cup. He's got all of that. He's got the life experience of going to another country. He's captain of Wales, taking them to a semi-final of Euros. So he brings with it maturity, but he's also, like I was saying earlier, he doesn't have, you know, he hasn't got the body fat, etc. That did he want some? <laughs> <laughs> I'll happily give him some as well. Um, he's not, you know, he's, he's not carrying excess body fat. He's he's in good physical shape. He's not one. He's boring. He's a boring footballer. He's not going to go out and 
um, mm-hmm. uh, smash somebody's head in in a nightclub yeah. in Greece or something, or even put himself in those positions. He is he's going to be the model model pro, and I think players will look to that. Some of the younger players, I think, also some of the more should we say established pros now, like like Harry Kane, Deli Ali. We'll, we'll talk about Deli a bit later in the pod. Um, they will look to him and they'll think, right, I've got to raise my game now. I've got a I've got person of that caliber coming in to the squad it reminds me a bit of at united jose brought in um a bit older than bale um the swedish lad ibrahimovic yeah yeah that's uh, that's it and he was there for i think a year 18 months something like that and he he was jose's man on the pitch and he, yeah, he was big of, with a ponytail so there you go that's what you need a ponytail <laughs> um Makes what? all the difference. Uh, I mean, Ponytail as opposed to man bun, though, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Bex, well, when when you heard the news, when the story sort of started to unfold over the course of the course of the week, hand on heart, what what was your what was your feeling? Was what, oh, what sort of emotions? Literally, because you just don't. I understand the romanticism and the veils coming back and all the rest of it, but I I just until he starts playing. Until we see what he can do or what he can't do, then I'm unwilling to pin all our hopes on him coming back. I'm a little bit meh. You're not swayed by some of the the, the social media posts yesterday of him at Hotspur Way, back yeah, home? the photos were obviously lovely, and to see him going out on the pitch was lovely. But at the same time, I'm a bit like, okay, no. right? It's all You can do that with anybody. It's how he delivers on the pitch that matters. That and is, until we see that... Yeah. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? We're not going to know well, until then, are we? The proof's no, going to be in the pudding. Uh, yeah, at least for one thing, it's, it's raised the spirits. It's made people yeah. a little bit happier for now. You know, and, and also... Shirt sales are going to go through the fucking roof. So exactly. that's where Levy's reclaiming quite a lot of his cash, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So tempting. And then, <laughs> then Regulon as well. You know, we haven't mentioned him. We, yeah. That's quite a sign-in. Yeah. So, so. I'm more t- excited about him. The Re- Regulon. All right, we had a question from on the running order from, I think it was David from De- Ryan David. For now, he says, Regulon, is this a marquee signing that has been smothered by the return of Bale? Absolutely. I wouldn't call it marquee. Marquee's like. It's a decent you know, signing, though, eh? It's a great signing, but for me, a marquee is when you go and. Spend a shitload of money Bale. on someone. Yeah, you buy, yeah. yeah, but you spend a shitload of money doing it. I think he's got a potential to be to, to, for him to yeah, to develop into a marquee player in years to come. But I think at the moment, Bale is the marquee signing. We know what he's capable of, but Bex is one hundred percent right. Until until he delivers delivers it on the pitch second time round for us, because there are all these question marks. There are, there is all this. Well, how many games will he play? What sort of bail will, will we get? You know, will he break down injured? Yeah. Will it be stop start? All all of that sort of thing. You know, um, we don't know. We do know. We, the, he is the headline signing. He is that marquee signing. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, we've also happened to got a really good player in, in Regulon from from who's what, I think 23 or something. 23, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a buyback clause. Madrid have got but I had heard I know this is true it might not be relevant but I had heard that Zidane wasn't a big fan of him but that I, think, re- I think that he fell out too yeah which is why he went out on loan but 
you know, all we do is for the first two years we play him about as much as we play in Don Bello, and then nobody will want him. <laughs> Just wait for that two years to pass. Yeah. Also, the the other thing is, given the way the way that Madrid change their manager so frequently, Zidane might not be there in a year or so. So, unfortunately, they might get somebody in who does fancy him, um, and and oh, yeah. that's so. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Um, Mark, what, what were your when when you heard the news? What what was your um what were your emotions? What was your, what were your feelings? Well, it just kind of snowballed, didn't it? From first hearing about it, and I think, I mean, I first heard about it from Alistair Gold, and I, he's starting to become somebody that you can trust when he what with what he says, he knows what he's talking about. So that did we not mention it on the first part of this season? I'm pretty sure. Was that not wishful thinking? Yeah. Do you not mention it on every pod? Probably. Every pod, every season. (laughs) Is this this an opportunity for you to talk about how there's not much fat on his body again, Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you were saying about I I, I cut in. You were saying about Alistair Gold, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just, um, you know, you know, it's generally true when it comes from him. He knows, seems to know what he's talking about. And, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, me and my son have just been watching videos of Bale mm. <laughs> and talking about it, and you just, it's just exciting. It just took, it just felt like it was, you know, we were waiting a hell of a long time for them to announce it, but it wasn't being hidden by anybody in any way, a shape or form, you know? So it was quite comfortable. I wasn't nervous that anybody was going to jump in or it was going to break down. Yeah. It was just exciting. It, and the more you think about it, the more excited you get. Do you know, it? it's a shame that the story, and I don't think you'll ever get that today because of 24-hour news and social media, it's a shame that once the story broke and it started to unfold over, over the course of a week, there was no surprise element. Um, whereas in the past, you, you would hear, I don't know, Jürgen Klinsmann assigned for Spurs, and it'd just be out of the blue. You'd hear it on, you'd yeah. see it on CFAX or back of a newspaper, and that sort of a surprise element press conference would, would, would be held. Pictured on the boat in Monaco. Yeah, I yeah. remember it well. Yeah. Um, but I, like, for me, hand on heart, honestly, right, since the final in Madrid, I haven't enjoyed following Spurs in any shape or form i've not enjoyed the football at the beginning of last season when potch was manager i didn't enjoy the constant oh, potch is going to go potch is going to go potch is gonna... and then he then he went didn't enjoy the fact appointed jose didn't enjoy the weird stop start of last season when covid came along and then we that whole weird project restart i just i really wanted the season to be done and done and dusted i've not I've enjoyed doing the podcast, don't get me wrong, um, but I've never really looked forward to a podcast as much as today. The the signing of Bell has really, this is just like, for me... Invigorated. It's just just so, so good. It's just, it's really difficult to describe. And listening to all the people like uh, Rafa van der Vaart tweet about it and... There was interviews with Michael Dawson and some of the players that played in that Bale era. It's just, I don't know, it's just such a good feeling. It does it does bring back good memories, but, you know, that that was then. This is now. We can't, it's a different team, it's a different era. And I just, I hope Bale just fits in with, with you know, in Bale in 2020 fits in with, with the players and the squad and, and creates new moments that we can we can cherish now and, and, and the years to come 
Yeah, um, get a hat trick against West Ham for starters. <laughs> Which probably be as likely that's to be his first game. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's see what questions have we got regarding Bale. Um, bear with this. There's a few. Um, <laughs> Darren Patman today's Twitter handle is Daspy1919. Jav, I don't think you've made your thoughts on Gareth Bale clear. What would you be happy to, to see him back in his birth shirt? Do you think he's good enough to get in this team? Um, I think, Darren, we've probably covered that. Um, and yes, I think he's good enough to get, get in the team. Basic question, where does he... Well, he got into the team today, though. Where does he well, fit that, in? See, that's my point, because you don't know how he's going to play when he comes back. But today, the first half was awful, and the second half was not. So where would you fit Bale in that? Well, he's somebody... <sighs> yeah. To put Bale inside at the moment. In rotate. It's going to have to be. And we've got a shit ton of games coming up in a really short, mm-hmm. yeah. in a really quick succession. So you've got no option but to rotate. But, yeah, who do you play him with? I think that we did a... I'm pretty sure we recorded a podcast last December at the end of the last decade. And we did a looking back on our favourites, our sort of best 11 over the last decade. Mm-hmm. And we had a front three. I could be making this up, but I, I seem to recall we had a front three that we decided upon, which was Kane, Son and Bale. And now that's become a reality. So I, that's, that, I would love to see those three players on the pitch together. The trouble is, who then do you leave out elsewhere? Bergwijn, Mora, Lamella, I'm sure would, would struggle After to... Today you could leave, Lame- uh, leave Mora out yeah. and I wouldn't bat an eyelash. Yeah, yeah. And then further down, then you've got platter players knocking on the door to even make the bench today, like Deli Alley. We'll get reference to that later. Um, it's, it's, there are going to be some players who... But that, I mean, that's not a bad thing. I mean, to be honest, we've had, if you look at it, the last few years, straight, stretching back to Poch, we've had too many players in certain position, perhaps the full-backs, who were at one point when we had Walker and Rose and Trips and, sorry, Tri- uh, Walker and Trips and Rose and Davis, we had that competition. A lot of, pl- lot of positions, we didn't really have any competition. And we had players who were shooing. Ericsson, Deli, Kane, Son, you knew they would get Dembele, rightly so, because they were playing, they were top of their game. But I just wonder whether too many of them have got in their comfort zone, and somebody like Bale coming in shakes things up a bit, and it then they're a little bit on the edge and not. Um, it needs to. Yeah. It needs to. They've failed miserably, and and that's all I've kept on thinking recently it's like we just keep we just have not discarded any one of our we just accumulate attacking players we don't get rid of them it seems you know and it's time for a shake up they're not they're not producing some of them aren't producing um Bex, you made on the running order. You've just got down. You made a point about Levy. Um, save has, has he saved his pocket money for, for years to pull off the bail signing? And where are all the Enoch, uh, Enoch out gang now? Well, so so many people have been saying, oh, you know, it, this is all about money. That's the reason we haven't signed anybody. Yada yada. So I don't know, but is it a question of Daniel Levy's been saving up all his pocket money just to make sure that when Gareth Bell came available, he had it all stashed, mm. and he could. He could just say, yep, that's what I want. Kid in the toy shop. That's what I want. That's what I'm having. Was that how it worked? I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's certainly not that simplistic. But it's uh, it's interesting to see the fact that we had 
not as much investment as fans would like to see. And yet, as if by magic, Gareth Bale is available and Daniel Levy says, oh, oh, hang on a minute. I might do it. I've got some loose change down the back of the sofa and digs it all out. Why, why now? Why not? Just why have you not been able to do that before? In light of, as Mark said, they've taken a massive hit on their gate funds and all the other ways that the club relies on getting money in. Why now? It's just a case of stars have aligned that we've got a situation where um, they've dipped out on a ton of cash this season. There is absolutely no doubt about that. I just wonder what the backroom deal was then mm. in order to be able to get Bale in and pay for him. Well, I that's heard, a lot of money. I heard that um, Everton got Rodriguez for free as well so I reckon Real Madrid are just they were just desperate to shed these players any way they can I think they're you know yeah. they're not really buying players right now I think they're I think they're trying to save up for Mbappe when he becomes available seriously but you know I think we just got a crazy deal I, I think it just came together oh. basically and those moments, those weird moments, come come along sometimes in football. A bit like that summer when we signed Klinsmann. Um, you, that Van der Vaart. Van der Vaart. Yeah, Van der Vaart. Maybe even more so than Klinsmann. That was that was sort of out of left field at the last minute. Um, well, look at look at how close we got with Dybala. People complain and say, "Oh, it's just a smokescreen mm. and all this shit." But by all accounts, doesn't sound that way to me. That was all about his image rights, wasn't it? Yeah, and Dybala is a bigger draw than Bale at this point. He's younger and a lot yeah. more ahead of him. You know, if we got Dybala, that would have been huge. But people tend to forget this stuff quite a mm. little bit too easily. I just think with Bale, but specifically with Bale, his situation now, uh, last year, I mean, I suppose as far back as last year, Suzanne wanted him out, but then he was going to go to China... Now another situation arises where, again, he, he, they want him out. And I suppose, whereas maybe previously he was like, well, f- fuck you, I'll just see out my contract. He, he's probably a bit fed up. He's got the Euros around the corner. So he was maybe more willing to leave. And they were willing reckon, to sell him. I reckon him. he went and told him. I reckon he went and told him he wanted to go. I reckon he told him he wanted to come to us. wouldn't surprise me if he watched a documentary and got homesick and thought, I just want to come back to Jack. <laughs> I also wonder. I wonder if he's not only that, human. He's not made of wood, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if not that necessarily Mourinho is a pull. Yeah, that Mourinho is necessarily a pull factor in this, but that perhaps Levy is more trusting at the moment of Mourinho than he was of Poch in terms of giving him money to spend. I, I feel there's a pattern with Levy. If you look at Redknapp, that last transfer window we had in January 2012 where we brought Ryan Nelson and Saha I just got the impression Levy was like I'm not going to give you we're third in the table we're chasing City and United no I'm not going to I, I don't trust you to spend I don't think it's about that cash. I really don't because Levy so will splash the cash A when he's got it or B when he thinks it's needed and this is a, a massive case in point mm. he really believes that Bale is going to rescue us or whatever so that's why he's happy to pay the money he's worried about us sinking we're sinking right now and he's trying to halt the slide and if you look back a couple of years ago when they we did our pre-season in the states 2016 2017 Mm -hmm. and it 
And Levy opened the Nasdaq and he said then, the bubble is unsustainable. And it absolutely is. And there are patterns through history where it goes, things go up and up and up, financials increase, and then there is a massive crash. And I don't know if COVID has been that crash. If that's why Real Madrid are like, we can't afford to play these players anymore. We can't afford to keep them at that level. Mm-hmm. So where is Levy? Had the fucking cash in the background to pay to pay for bail, knowing that this was happen- This was going to yeah. happen. That for me, it just it makes me honestly think, like he's had a separate account somewhere that he's keeping hidden, and now all of a sudden he's like, oh look, I have got all the money. I mean, we didn't spend. There were two windows. We didn't spend money on players. Maybe some of that that money is now available. We still got. So the other thing is, Levy does this thing. If you recall, the summer when we sold Bale, even before we sold him, because we we brought in the magnificent seven, as it were, first, and then I think Bale went right at the end of that window. But parallel to bringing in those seven players, we got rid of. A few, I think Scott Parker went that summer. There were a whole load of sort of players that weren't, you know, big names necessarily, and we got good money for them. And suddenly, we were balancing the books. And, and Levy does this habit a few years later with Paulinho when he sold him to, was it China? He's got this habit of of bringing in the money. Um, because he's a good businessman, and that's yeah. what he does. So I mean, on bail. We're paying what forty percent of his wages, which I think is what he's six hundred thousand a week reportedly at Madrid. That's two hundred and forty a week we're playing, which is slightly more than the two hundred thousand that Kane reportedly earns. I think re- it's two hundred twenty thousand. Okay, so but there or there, mean, yeah. But when yeah, you put, when you're looking at when you look at it that much, what's twenty grand between friends? Hmm. Well, yeah, big money, big money. The other thing is, if you look at what's happened to the club over the last 12 months or so, new stadium, big new stadium, Amazon documentary, all about raising the profile of the club, the person that manages the team who I despise, um, but who is a top, top, top name manager, raising the profile of the club. We've gone and got top one of the top players in um, women's football, and Alex Morgan, who's got a huge, huge following on Twitter, bigger than Spurs, raising the profile of the club, and now we've gone and got Gareth Bale. Um, and it's it's almost like Levy's like, well, let's. It wants to project us all the way he's out like, there. He's always wanted that, and that's why. So he started with, like Alan Mutter said this before. He started with the foundation, so the training ground is mm-hmm. good. You know, and then he's got the stadium, and now everything. Once that money gets paid off at the stadium, if we can keep the the club at this level, right now, and pay off the stadium loan, and then everything goes into the team. None of the infrastructure needs to be done because it's already been done. You just need a little bit of maintenance, but all of the big stuff has already been done. So we're already there. Speculating to accumulate, but he does that in a in a sensible way. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So he was always going to balance the books. It was always, yeah. and he's an accountant. Yeah. So it was always going to be done like that. And I'm, I'm cool with that. It makes sense to build it up from the bottom, rather than do what Wolves did or the Arsenal have done, because they have done the stadium, but they haven't done anything else. They've got mm. the rest of the infrastructure there. So we're all ready to go. And you could see from Bale's reaction when he walked on the pitch, he's clearly very impressed. And I think there isn't a player that's gone there 
and hasn't gone, oh my God, England train at the training ground when they're playing yeah. at Wembley. So it's huge. The American national team came and trained at White Hart Lane, didn't they, where they were playing? So, yeah, what's not to like? And don't tell me he's not making money hand over fist for that either. Mm. Right, a question from Zoe Pearson. A Twitter handle is uh, said underscore Pearson THFC. Is this the most exciting transfer window in years? I mean, not just Bale, all things considered. Bale, Regulon, Doherty, Hoiberg, Hart. Yeah, Joe Hart. Who's yeah, the other fella? I'm not seeing that as an excitement. Yeah, Joe Hart is... That, that sounded good until you said his name, basically. Joe Hart is... I'm, like, I'm padding, I'm padding. I'm just adding... There, <laughs> yeah, are, there are other players. Like, and it's not. And the window's not over yet. We could still sign one or two, possibly a striker, before the window closes on the 5th of October. And... Jose again said after the press match, the post match, after the after the game today, he said that he's still in the market for a striker. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! I, I just I thought we'd be done. No nope. matter what anybody said, I think I just thought myself we'd be done. Bale covers the you know the striker role, and Reguilon was one of those ones that apparently we weren't looking at, but he became available. We jumped on it. So yeah. to that's quite impressive to get. Uh, Levy to do that too right so Mm -hmm. um, yeah I don't know I'll be I just who the hell are we going to get Danny Ings no no (laughs) don't take Danny Ings that was embarrassing that that was embarrassing for me that we inquired as if they would ever fucking sell him to us and if they would ever we would ever be able to afford the price tag they would put on him considering how important he is to them that was like I think it was trying a good... to act like we were Billy Big Boots bollocks no, when we're not. I no. think they're right to ask. There is no harm in asking. Unsettled yeah, the player but... as well, which is good before a game. And can you imagine, like, for a player, oh, Mourinho is interested in you. Yeah. I mean, that's a massive confidence boost in its own right. It's got to be, given the manager he is, whether we like him or not, Joe. Yeah. We don't. That's not the point. I mean, if nothing else, either either suddenly he'll be like, shit, I want to go and play for Spurs, or they've expressed an interest in me, or no, but it unsettles him enough that we're playing them next. Apparently and they, not, did you see today? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, th- this window, I mean, in my lifetime, the biggest one, the biggest transfer was Jürgen Klinsmann. That was the one that really, really I was excited as a kid the first time round. Even the se- people forget the, the second time, because it wasn't a... When he returned to the club, it wasn't that successful. Um, we did score was it four against Wimbledon in a game in a one game we won six two and we're fighting relegation. But it wasn't his spell. His second spell wasn't like the, the first yeah, time. That's the thing. Never go back. That they say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, never forget where you come from, though. Take that, said that. So you know we could oh, argue that. Why all I missed day. that one? Not being a take that fan. Yeah. Fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think of other windows we've had. So the Klinsman, the Klinsman, both times when he came, that that was like huge. The Van der Vaart one, I think you said Beck, so that was like sort of out well, of left, left well, field. Let's, let's be honest, a transfer window is it can be huge, but it can still end up. You never Being know until the player. Yeah, right. I mean, when we got those seven players, That's a, it, it, yeah. I mean, we yeah. were all fucking. You know, in heaven, there we got this 
expensive striker. That, you know, we got Lamellas came out of nowhere too. It's and like, Ericsson shit, that really? Liverpool have been tracing, chasing, and Paulinho. And it's yeah, going to be exactly. great. Paulinho, I was so excited for him. He, he, I've never seen. I think. He's a second only to Bentley as biggest flops <laughs> in recent times. Mm. That, that window, that yeah, they they flattered most. Not most. I mean, Berrickson was good, but a lot of those players that went on to yeah, they flattered to deceive. They didn't achieve the highest they should have. So in that end, it was disappointing. But at the time, at the time, yeah, it felt good. Having said that, they all came in just before Bale. It was right at the end of the window that the. The, the speculation with Bale reached its end, where it was like, "Yeah, he is going to Madrid." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this certainly in in okay. So in a post Bale since that since seven years ago, the only other window that's I wouldn't say been has been exciting, but has been sort of productive was about 2015 when we got out of Verrells. We'd already got Delhi in. In the January, from Milton Keynes, but loaned him back. We got uh, Son that window. Not players that particularly, particularly yeah, Son. But Son I wasn't particularly well known. No, no, of course not. No, no, yes, yeah, but not Sonny. Yeah, yeah. No, that they were. It was. It was. Toby, it was, a, Toby was a great signing because yeah. we 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 literally we literally shit all over Southampton, nudged them out of the way, and got mm. Toby, didn't we? Yeah, and we were stealing things from Southampton. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we just jumped in there. That was a that was a big surprise. That was a very good sign. Yeah, but that was Poch, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a pro- that was a productive window, or it proved to be a productive window, but it wasn't one as exciting as this on the face of it. But again, going back to what you said earlier, it's a proof in the pudding. If Bale turns out to be, uh, you know, struggle with regularly, reg- if Sergio, <laughs> Sergio, I call him Sergio, if Sergio. You know, turns out to, to to be a flop, which I doubt it. Hoiberg hasn't been great these last couple of games. Yeah, but then it's a different story. Dog watch. So this is, and I think that was something to take away from the Ndombele thing from the documentary. It does take players time to sell. Yeah. Especially coming from another country where they don't speak the language, where everything is unfamiliar. So it is going to take time, and even for Bale, though he's coming back to, you know. Theoretically, he knows the club. He knows that whatever things have still changed in his absence. It's not the same place that he's coming back to. We've got the stadium. The training ground will be different. The coaching staff will be different. All of the support team will be different. The way the team do things will be different under Mourinho. So, all of that will have changed. Mm. He's not going to be able to just walk straight back in. I don't think. No, agree. But I am naturally a pessimist about this, so we'll see. Oh, are you? Have I been hiding it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's. I think I just think it's great. I think it's just just brilliant. Just and 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 hopefully it will. Be, oh, hopefully the justified, shall I say, justified concerns that you might have. And I, I, I agree that you're, to some degree you're playing devil's advocate. And and and, and but they're, they're they're not they're not misplaced. They're, they're valid questions. But hopefully. It all come good, and I would love him to to start a game and put in a fantastic performance. Support Kane, get a couple himself. Support Sonny, and we would absolutely wipe the floor with somebody. And if that could be, I don't know, against Liverpool, that would be fucking amazing. Or Or Arsenal, that would be brilliant. Yeah, if that would happen, that would be fantastic. Yeah. 
Is in a way, really it just well, probably not. If it if it happens, if if his if his debut is against West Ham on the seventeenth of October, just after the international break, if he if he if he did something amazing in that first game, no pressure, Gareth. But if he did that, that's it. He's drawn a, drawn a line under the whole will he, won't he, maybe yeah. that, and that's it. And then we can just move on and and really appreciate um, the second second coming. I right. Have let, no, I have no doubt. That he's going to supply us some some good moments, be it three or four or or twenty four. You know, it, it, he's going to do something. He is. He's too good not to. Too good not to. He's. You know, you've got to think about. He's got everything. He's brilliant in the air. His passing ability is brilliant. Mm-hmm. His pace. You know, free kicks. There's too much there. Yeah. Too much there. Okay, let's move it on from Gareth Bale because we might we might revisit this later in the running order. We might not, but um, mm-hmm. we let's we did play a game against Southampton today. I should just add, Spurs ladies didn't play today, Bex. No, they didn't. They they're saving it all for the Arsenal game next weekend um, in the FA Cup. Which so, for the listeners in the UK is televised on BBC Two five fifteen. Excellent. Right. Um, right, so we play Southampton today. Um, let's talk about that. So 40 minutes in and we're finally talking about today's game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, was it a question of whatever, however, however many minutes it was into that match, maybe 40, 43 minutes, something like that, where we thought, here we go again, this is going to be another Everton game. Yeah. Mark, did you get up specially early to watch the game? Yes, I was up at 3.50am. Oh, and how did you think the first half went? Did you think it wasn't worth your early morning cup of tea? Yeah, but it was only 1-0 at that point. You know, midway through the first half, I still kind of felt we'd, we'd, we'd get chances as long as they didn't score again. But it weren't good. It weren't good. It was like there was no midfield or wherever they were, they weren't close to each other or they weren't where they needed to be. It was, it was a rough first half for sure but we just kept trying the same thing and it worked in the end right it was just like keep lumping it down the middle to keep spraying the ball over the top and we could have had more than what we scored today in mm. the end but it flattered us a little bit too but Sonny's goals the kid did really well they were outstanding he was like this is mine you're not having it um, and he could have had more mm-hmm. I think I think he did very well. Some nice three balls from Kane. Ndombele also. There was a lovely ball from Ndombele for his second, I think. But, yeah, second. Yeah. Nice to see. Yeah, Ndombele played quite a few good uh, passes forward that were actually meant for somebody this week. And it's just his ability to turn and face the opposition goal. Just wish Winks and Hoiberg could do that occasionally instead of sharting and passing backwards um, Hugo as well I know there was one I think there was one scary moment in the first half <laughs> but apart from that he, he made a bloody good save early on yeah. from um, not not Ings the other fella Adams that's it Shea, yep. yeah, Shea, Shea Adams Shea Adams yeah I, I, yeah when, it, when he gone. came out oh god yeah. when he came out oh <laughs> <laughs> but it's alright because yeah so that was a handball okay then that was a bit that, odd I think that, that reminded me of um, oh, it was almost like Phil Jones when he tried to head the ball when it was on the ground remember? 
Do you know what? That, that first half, I just felt the tempo was good. I thought we were... Offside. We, we were offside twice. <laughs> you know, and they, they had a goal this allowed, right? So we were offside twice, but... Um, twice? I, I just, I felt that I felt that we just didn't have any control. I thought we were, it was sort of end to end. Both both teams were. The pace of the game was was was, was quite frantic. Um, it, no, no one was sort of too lethargic or looking laboured. But I just thought that we couldn't get control of the game. We couldn't pass it about. And when they scored, I thought, oh god, here we go again. Um, and second half, second half, we got the response that I wanted a week ago against Harper, Everton. Yeah. yeah, and it, that was really good. To, good. Good. Good, good, good to see, and we were so much better in that second half. And Kane couldn't have been any worse. There is that, but I mean, that's not stopped us in the past. Kane's passing, sublime, and yeah, Sun getting in behind, just it was just quality to watch. There was, I think, it was Sun's third or fourth goal. I can't remember, um, and it was reminiscent of a goal he scored against Huddersfield, where Kane put in a beautiful this was at Wembley a few seasons ago go um, Kane put this beautiful ball from like the halfway line from the right hand side and it just fell to Sun and Sun just executed it and yeah it's just when those two Mark and I talked about this offline earlier this week about Sun and Kane not playing well together. But today they really were in tandem. So you two who are you gonna curse next week in order to make them play well? <laughs> Don Bele Bale. He's been all right today, and I think that's why he came off at half time. No, no, I can. Because if he's playing well, you don't want to kick the arse out of it. And I think Mourinho is very conscious of the fact that he's not played well, and that's been implied publicly. So play him for a little bit, give him some confidence, take him off. Well, I think he's build. Yeah, I think it's, it's some of that. I think it's building his fitness. And yeah. I also think that one of the biggest problems with Undon Ballet is off the ball. It's what he's doing off the ball, where he's positioned and that. He's not getting it yet. He's not getting it. He's not making enough tackles either, I don't think, for where he's at. So I think we're still trying to get him to really click into what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I think that's partly why he came off. Let's not kick the arse out of it. Let's not run him ragged. A little bit of time. That's it. You've done well. Come off. And I think Les also did make a difference when he Mm. came on. He did. Absolutely. And he's much, much quicker. So, in his post-match press conference in relation to those two players, Jose was asked about Don Bele and he said, no, he wasn't injured, um, but he, we, we all know that his condition is not yet top condition, and this is why we played him, basically coming from from the bench. Um, and then he says, Gilles Celso... He was very, very tired and he clearly couldn't be able to play 90 minutes. We decided to play Tangai, but we had planned that Gio would come into the game in the second half. The yellow cards left Tangai in a difficult position, the same way Romeo was in a difficult position, blah, 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 blah. So he's managing that situation. Lacelso plays, had an injury, but played on Thursday. I don't think anyone was surprised that he didn't start today. Tangai played. My only surprise was that maybe Lacelso would have come on later on in the second half, and Jose wouldn't have made the substitution when he did. But as it was, it proved right. It proved right. Yeah, last week, 
he, he was much uh, he was much more they were much more of a tandem in midfield with him there he was closer yeah. to the other two and he's just tidy he's like Winks and Hoiberg he's just got that extra bit of uh, skill and confidence right Um, one person who didn't play today was Deli Ali. Um, do either of you think it's curtains for him, or is Jose just trying to? He's got a big squad now. We've got lots of games. Is is that a consideration, or is he just trying to give him a little bit of a kick up the jacksy, just to get a reaction out of him? So, um, is it Fabrizio Romano? He's reporting that he's up for sale. Okay. Who 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 the fuck is this bloke? He's a Spanish Alistair Gold. He's a Spanish Alistair Gold. I think he's Spanish. From? Is he Spanish? I thought, I thought it was Italian, like, Spanish. Wasn't like William Ballbag supposed to be the Spanish expert? What happened to him? Uh, Balagay. Yeah. He's still around. I don't know, but he's. How does he... how does how does a journalist in another country like have all this info on Premier League players? Like, how does that work? It's well connected. Don't know. Who you know and all that. No, oh, I hope he's wrong. I don't want Ali to go. I don't want, I want Ali, Ali to go. I want Ali to be the best Ali he can be at mm. Tottenham. Yeah. And I don't want any more fucking negative publicity around him. The, the documentary did not portray him well at all either, which doesn't help him. They, they could have done a job in portraying him better and maybe some other fans would take a liking to him because everybody seems to if he doesn't play for you they just think you know he's a dickhead and all this kind of stuff and I don't know I just don't want Ali to leave I want him to stay and there's a lot of players I would let leave in front of him I thought the documentary portrayed his naivety in the rest of the world quite well and I thought that is a real reflection of how he is as a person not knowing how to make baked beans yeah, he's not massively worldly-wide. He can't yeah. do everything for himself. He's a young kid who's in the care system and has played football and has done nothing else. He's got no or, or few other skills and little experience outside from what he does. So I thought from that, that point of view, the documentary was quite clever with that. Yeah, but it's still showed him being criticised more heavily than anybody else too, which, you know... I'm okay with that, but not for the sake of a documentary. I think you should try and show it as equally as possible so that you don't offend or, or upset anybody. It's, a, you know, everybody, it's okay taking it one on one, but when everybody else can see it, it changes, it changes the whole thing. I can't believe they would have filmed that and published it without his knowledge. Hmm. They made them sign something probably before the documentary. Yeah, but I started. think it was it was all very complimentary towards the club, and it was like John said, maybe not as polished as ex- and censored as far as John said, but there was clearly some involvement with the club about what they can and can't show, and what eventually got discussed, especially in the light of the Poch, Mourinho thing. So it was edited, but I'm fairly sure they wouldn't have shown that much about. Delhi unless he wanted it to because they must have had the option to not have the cameras in the room for some if of those the, chats if maybe the, Danny Rose is wishing that the camera hadn't been in the room while yeah. he was there but there you go he deserves all of it 
if the rumours, reports um, of him leaving are true, we, there could be another side to it, which he's just had enough and he, he just wants out. Um, but I hope I, I hope that he's that he's of the opinion that yeah, I, and I think he said as much. I think he's he's gone on record as, 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 as admitting that he's not at the top of his game. I would like to think that he's like right. I know that you've brought in Gareth Bale, you've brought in some other quality players. There's a, there's a bit of competition. My place isn't guaranteed like it was a few years ago. I'm willing to fight for my place and and hopefully get a reaction out of him. For all the criticism, I keep hearing Spurs fans say for the last two years he's not played well. Okay, now the last two years he's had a hamstring injury since the World Cup. Um, so and he's by been his in... own admission, an injury is a new thing for him. Yeah, and he's sort of been in and out with a hamstring injury, been been re- reoccurring. I'm not saying that's the only reason. I think some of it ha- that hasn't helped is successive managers, both Poch and to some degree Jose, haven't always played him in his best position. Some of that has been not because they're they don't understand football or they're tactically whatever Some sometimes it's been because we've had deficiencies elsewhere for example and that's part of the reason why Potch was playing that diamond or because because um, last season we had no strikers yeah and they sort of square pegs and round holes and that, that sort of thing but if you, if you look at just at the end of just before Jose took the job he scored against Everton right and when we won at Goodison then when Jose came in. The first few games, he was playing just off Kane. He was scoring against West. He scored against West Ham. Played well. Scored scored a fantastic goal against United in a game we lost at Old Trafford. Scored against I think it was Burnley or Bournemouth. One of those two. He was doing very well early on. So it's in his. He's he's a good footballer. And again, it's another one of these. He's not like you know saying earlier about player's been overweight it's not like somebody like Paul Gascoigne for example who, who I loved and adored as a kid but he did he did have a problem with 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 his weight uh, over time um he had other demons off the pitch Delhi doesn't strike me as that he's he's a good athlete he does look after himself he's only 24 so shit felt, yeah he's, he's had we a... missed him today I thought we missed yeah. him in the first half mm. we missed his pressing we missed his pressing game Lucas was terrible today for pressing Terrible, and and Ali's really good at the the system, yeah. the systematic pressing. Yeah, where it's like Kane presses, I press. Now you know, now we're squeezing them. Now where's the next guy pressing? He, he's he's really clever like that. He's because of his style, he's unfairly called lazy as well, which which bothers me too. Um, I just don't want to lose him. I don't mm. want to lose him. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement about that one. Okay, um, let's just. Going to some quick questions. Darren Pamenter, another one from him. Do you think we, if we signed another striker, Harry Kane could play in the Ericsson number 10 role? His creativity today was amazing. Do you think Kane would be willing to give up the chance to become the club all-time leading scorer? No, no. No, no, no he's not. I, uh, yes, you can put him in that role, but he's not ever going to stop him going forward and trying to score if he thinks he can. Agreed. Well, hopefully we're going to... Why would you want to forward. take that away from him? Well, hopefully we're going to have a pretty fluid forward line, you know, and they're going to move around a hell of a that's, lot. That's exactly. come back short yeah. and move forwards. And, yeah. You like know, we used Bale, to have. Bale gives us that too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bale gives us that. Lo Celso, I feel, could play. I still want to see us try playing Lo Celso a little bit further forwards and not just give up on that either. 
I think it's exactly that. I think fluidity does it for England with when he's got Rashford or say um, Sterling either side of him. There was a game was it Spain maybe two years ago where he sort of dropped deep, deep and he put pings two beautiful balls for the other two set them up and I think he also got the score sheet so there'll be moments in games where he will find himself in an Ericsson position as he did today but no does he want to do that all the time no no I think he's now 18 goals away from Bobby Smith who's second in the all time scoring charts and then I don't know how many off Jimmy Greaves alright a question from so wasn't he got 269 wasn't it Greaves something like that I don't off the top of my head I don't know He's going to hit 200 by Christmas. Yeah. You can't hope he does it before then. Uh, the amount down. of games that we've got, you would yeah. really hope it happens before then. Yeah. Okay, question from Nate. Um, with Mourinho's counter-attacking style and with the pace of players like Son, Bergwijn and Bale, do you think Kane's primary role this season will be provider rather than scorer for goals? I think we sort of addressed that. Yeah. In the previous question, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you get four assists in a game, suddenly you've got a new role in the team. Yeah. He's got that in his DNA. He's got that in his armory. He's got that in his locker to do that. But his game is predominantly about goals. Um, years ago, there was a debate um, about Kane whether whether he's a ten or a or a nine. And I think actually, at Spurs, that's quite considering at that open mouth. Oh, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think you that's... must have known, Jav, that you could always rely on Mark to lower, to lower the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. the queen of swearing, admittedly, but Mark, yeah. When he before he broke into the first team, when he was playing for the for, for the youth, he played in a sort of um, behind a central striker, like in the free behind. And I think even very early on in the, in the Pochettino. Um, Daisy came in I think there was a game against an awful game we lost against Stoke and I think we had Adebayo up top and we had Kane in the sort of Ericsson you know with an Ericsson with a Chadley behind the, 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 the pivot then we had <laughs> we had which bit of that was it, was it the Adebayo Chadley yeah. you just know that he was like oh jeez yeah yeah um, it was almost like a like a, somebody describing the specials to you then, like oh, with a hint of Chadley behind. <laughs> <laughs> then he's gone on to play as a striker, as we know. But Rude Hillett said he's he's a bit of a strange face. He said he's a nine and a half. He's a nine and a half, so he can he can he's both a striker and uh, playing in behind. That that's what we've got. Um, Right, John Steckles, question from him. Is Son our best ever Premier League signing? Um, John goes on safe for me, he is. And Bale and Jurgen Klinsmann are battling for second place. So in the Premier statement, League. John. Big statement. Premier, Premier League era. Well, I think somebody's just a little bit too excited with the four goal <laughs> haul today. Um, I'm going to say. I'd say Vertonghen and Toby. Mm. I mean, best defence we've had in years you can't leave either of them out and what 24 million combined and how can a central defender a centre back go all season without getting even a yellow card that is some kind of fucking special so, I'm going to be controversial here and say Hugo Lloris is the best goalkeeper we've had since Pat Jennings discuss this with Ray Clements at all no Better than better, better than Clements, better than all of them. Be- best keeper that we've had since 
Yeah, but that's not saying much, really. He Let's goes. Oh, you don't rate him. You don't. If we had, we we generally just like him for. Can't be better than Eric the Viking. How dare you say such things? I like Eric the Viking, but no, he's better than him. Yeah, Espenson's um, not very happy right now. Imagine Ian Walker's crying into something as well. Yeah, in the, some in page three girl. <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask which bit because that is really open, <laughs> open for abuse. I mean, in, in the Premier League era, um, yeah, Son, Klinsman, Bale. Ali. Yeah, the player that we've been talking about, arguably for, for the money that we spent for him and the impact that he, that he made, and, and definitely the centre-backs that you mentioned. He might also throw in Modric into that mix as well. Dembele, Dyer. I mean, what do we pay for Bale? 30 million? Yeah, hold on, not Dyer. That's a bit. That's a little bit... That's, that's stretching it a bit too far. Well, we only pay 4 million for him, so we've got some mileage out of him. Yeah, pound else. for pound. Mm. right. He was pretty damn good in that midfield with Dembele. People seem to forget that too. We haven't, still haven't got a midfield partnership like that. Wanyama was a great signing. Yeah, but right. only for one season. But still, it's just unfortunate. Um, just before. Before we, we've got a few things we want to go quickly through, and then we'll, we'll just talk about Amazon. But um, we've got Newcastle next, 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 sorry, next league matches a week today. Um, how are we all feeling about that? And also, how? T- <laughs> I know, I know it's only a week, and we only played a game last week, and it was early days, and now it's only two games. But after today, after the signings this this week, are we all a little bit more upbeat about things at Spurs, or is it just too early to say? way too early to say because there was don't forget so this week we've got Orient on Tuesday we've got some two in Macedonia that I'm not even prepared to attempt to pronounce on Thursday and then we've got Newcastle on Sunday so it's a really heavy week we only managed to scrape through quite mm-hmm. literally last Thursday night against yeah. Lokomotiv Plovdiv and only that was because they had two men sent off we would have been massively embarrassed if we failed to score against nine men so I'm not sure it's all working. We'll just I think it needs a bit more time to settle down and we need to get these early Europa qualifiers out under our belt and out of the way. And Newcastle's gonna be a tough tough test next mm. week because unlike Southampton who tend to play with a high line and a bit more open and attacking and give you those opportunities, I've got a feeling Newcastle will pop the bus and make it difficult. Got turned over three nil at home today by Brighton, yeah? Newcastle, that gives me some encouragement. They're, they're not as they're not as defensive as they were. They, um, you know, they started last season under Bruce, and he was trying to fix that defence. Yeah. They were extra defensive, and give over time they've they've come okay. out of their shell a little bit. I think well, I think we'll be all right. We need to win. That, that's that's win. that's if that's the case, then that's that's good from our perspective. I think that'll play into our hands. I'm still I still have a question mark in the back of my head about when we do play against these teams that part of the bus, whether. We've got the players to break that down, but hey, we've just gone and bought a world-class really? player. Really? mentioned it. Who would that be then? He he could just cut in on his left foot from the right. Bang! You can't you can't bang. Top happier about it because we've just at the very least we've added to our squad. So if we get decimated by injuries, we've got more people from more people to get injured. Or more players to, <laughs> to play in lieu of injuries. It's a fine line. Yeah, I just okay. think we've got a hard 
couple we've got this week is going to be difficult and next week is looking yeah a little although just, we've got our home if we win on Thursday the next game is a home game I think against Chelsea or the League Cup no I was thinking of Europe Europa. yeah 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 I think you're right I just I think thought... we, I just think we should have binned off the Carabao Cup and we've wanked to me well kids. it's a great it's a great yeah great opportunity for kids to play um, yeah and that's what I think we should have done I think we should have thrown them in we might well do well we didn't really right we didn't really against the uh, Plovdiv so no because we need to make sure that we win that yeah but the Carabao you don't know what what will happen with that there's a good chance that yeah it will be yeah it it certainly shouldn't be the same Mm. squad that played today although who knows what goes on in the mind of Mourinho yeah. Okay. Let us just finish off with. Listen, this, this wasn't a great deal to say about the League Cup and Europa. Um, let's talk to Newcastle. Right. Amazon documentary. So that 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 finished last last um, the final three episodes last uh, aired last available to download last Monday. Um, thoughts on that? If I come to you first, Bex, just generally the last two episodes or all series as a whole. Um, yeah, I think it was, it's like we said, it was censored, but it gave a glossy, warm feeling about the club, and they're all quite happy, and it's one big happy family, and yes, sure, there are spats, but what family doesn't have spats? So, uh, in its own right, it was good to see the internal workings of the club, and, and how the players get on, and how it all fits together, and I think in a couple of years' time, it will be a lovely memory to look back on this extraordinary season. To see how it all worked, Mark. Um, I think when I stop and think of it all as a whole, I think the biggest thing to take out of it is other fans didn't come away with a meme or a gif or mm-hmm. a comment or anything that they could just use against us for years. And I think everybody was. Just as that as last season was playing on, but we were all like, "Oh God, oh God," you know. There's going to be some. They edited and stopped that from happening. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, I appreciate Mourinho a little bit more for is how he manages the players and how he treats them psychologically. I was kind of interested. Now we did that for. There were situations that he handled really well, especially the Danny Rose situation. I think he mm-hmm. handled that superbly. Um, there's players in there that I appreciate more. I miss Yan terribly. It just made me like Yan Vertonghen. I didn't think I could like Yan Vertonghen any more than what I did, but that was I so do. hard to watch. Yeah, it was. It was, and. Just thought it was fantastic. I like Davies and Dyer, Ali and Kane were a little bit disappointing to me. But let's like say it's it's all we all had our perceptions, right? And and that was a the thing. Like midway through, I was kind of like, do I want to watch this? Because I'm kind of happy with my perception of these players as it was. Do I really want it? It, it changed, you know. And but it also got me to stop looking at players as just pieces. And and you know, in, and not as people, you know, as just a commodity, as somebody you can just 
get fed up with and just sell, you know, and screw their family and everybody being their lives being upturned because they're not good enough to play for our club. But Ericsson fits in that category. Or is it just me? He just didn't want to yeah. play nah, for us anymore. Fuck off. I think it was I yeah. think it was sad that we caught certain players like Ericsson at that point, but that's just that's life, you know. You're always going to do that, that with somebody, that was, weren't you? But, but that yeah. Was, we were to blame for that. We were to blame for that. We 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 were we were hanging on uh, Ericsson's trouser leg, being dragged along by him, begging him to stay for too long. We we should have at some point you got to say, okay, we're done offering. We're done saying mm. there's still a chance. You're going. We're done kissing your ass. You've made your decision. That's it. But we didn't. We and I think that was to our detriment in the end. Once we knew, once a plan says they want to go, you need to get rid of them. You do. Like you can't have them hanging around. And I don't think Ericsson was terrible, but I just don't think it was good for Ericsson or us, or the man, or the coaches that had to deal with it. As a whole, it just wasn't a good situation. But all in all, the doc- it was mm. bad. The documentary. I won't ever watch it again. I don't think there was anything that was really out of this world that I, would make me go back to watching it. And I did think that. Every time Mourinho spoke with Levy, he was just playing him along. He was like, just, just like, just yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like he's just, I think he's got him round his finger to a certain degree already. I think the first few episodes I found compelling, and I remember each like each week thinking, great. Three, three new episodes, download them, watch them, game the next week. But I, the last, I felt it just ended, ended a little bit, but it was a little bit of an anticlimax at the end. I like the stuff with Jan in the last episode, um, and when they interviewed him and and stuff. But um, yeah, it just felt a little bit of a, I don't know. But then that's just that was our season, I guess. What yeah. it ended, you know, it wasn't as if it ended with. A trip to Madrid and a Champions League victory, or something. What you know, it was whatever yeah, we all a cup that, final. Didn't we? They 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 picked the wrong season. If yeah. they'd done it the year before, sure, yeah, that would have been absolutely glorious. Yeah, but yeah, you know, done now. I okay, did, fine. I did. Go. I did scream every time I heard Chris Cowlin's voice on there. It wasn't a good choice of uh, voice on there. Blokes a bell end. There you go. Well. As I understand it, they... I'm sure it does. Um, right, so final thing, final thing on the pod, we've got the re- reoccurring question. So this week only for you, Mark. Um, Spurs, heaven and hell, a person, player, moment, memory of your time supporting the club. Hell was just seeing the Pochettino era start to crumble. I think mm-hmm. when you felt it was when you felt it was not it was gonna only go in one direction that was hell um, losing to Manchester City in the FA Cup 3-0 up at half time with yeah. an extra man that was one of my lowest points <laughs> as a Tottenham fan mm-hmm. I just yeah that was one of the worst um, heaven 
seen us score goals, seen us win, seen us score goals. Nothing like it. And I haven't been to watch us play for a long time now, so my heaven will be actually getting to see it happen and take my son for the first time. That's, I think my heaven still come. Okay. I wasn't making a pass at Ray Clements' daughter all those years ago. <laughs> no. I didn't do that. Did you not? No. I seem to recall... No, Paul oh, Walsh. Oh, no, 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 it's Paul Walsh, yep, and you said that, yeah, okay, now I recall. You, you, you know, you know the one thing this question did bring into my mind, which is really weird, is like, well, you know, everybody has these perceptions of heaven or hell after they pass. Well, if I, when I stop breathing and I can't, if I can't follow Tottenham anymore or see their results or anything, then isn't it all hell? Just the thought yeah. of like not ever being losing Tottenham, losing the ability. They're like they're going to carry on without you being part of it anymore, or being being able to follow. Mm. That's pretty depressing. So not the family members you leave behind, but shit, Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Just your football club. Okay, yeah. Priority. Best place, and they let you best down hope your family's not else. listening to this, Mark. You'll be really unpopular. <laughs> right. Um, any last thoughts or words on, on the returning Gareth Bale? Anyone? No. Not a lot of fat on that body. <laughs> not a lot of fat on that body. No. <laughs> And there's your pod title. <laughs> Get rid of the man bun, please. I still don't want anybody with a man bun in their team. Do you know why he's got it? Do, do either of you know? I presumed no? because he liked it. Mark? Do you know why he's got it? No, I did not get, so, his, Christmas, I did not get his Christmas album <laughs> um, this year. So apparently he's got a bit of alopecia. He's got a small little bald patch right here. Um, top of his head, right? So he's got the man bun to cover the. It ain't gonna the, help. The Trust me, he'll start losing his hair from somewhere else. He's pulling pull hair back all day like that. Then that's. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's he's got bad. an eagle's eagle's nest with an egg in it, and he's. Yeah. I mean, Take shit. Care. Just do a Rooney or or a that's what, silver or one yeah. of them. Just like. Yep. It ain't as bad as them. I I just. I want him to go like. Do you remember Harry Kill all those years ago? They had a sort of proper skinhead haircut. I just want him to just, just shave it all off. Just, just really like, you know, make a statement. I've arrived in you England. You could do what Shane Warner's done and go and get his hair replanted or whatever, couldn't you? Could do, but I think he'd lose. Is that a lot of the same? Like, <laughs> it's a genuine thing. It is genuine. Although Shane yeah, no, Wall looks rough as hell saying, like, during the last hair. test series, so maybe not. He, he got his hair replanted. Like, yeah, there's a lovely yeah. spot by the coast. He thought his hair would look lovely. Well, you know, he played in Southampton. <laughs> it's not far away. <laughs> you must know all the best spots. <laughs> Right, on that note, um, we'll be recording the next podcast um, a week today after this Newcastle game, whenever the hell that is. I don't know if it's a, I think it's a two o'clock kickoff, so it'll be probably late afternoon. We'll be recording the next pod. Until then, thank you. Thank you, Bex. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Um, this has been the Tottenham Family Podcast.